This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Yeah, you are magically back and listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour right here on AM740. And as always, a quick reminder to our listeners that this is a call-in show. And the numbers are area code 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Also, um, go to our website, www.nazandwally.ca. You can listen live there. There's lots of interesting information and podcasts that you can uh, browse there as well. And we just uh, learned this morning that you can also pick us up on Rogers Cable 949. Right, guys? Good morning. Good morning Good to morning. all our listeners. And uh, it's, it's been a heavy-duty sports week and a heavy-duty sports afternoon <clears throat> coming up. And, uh, Walter, you've got a list of? These are the hot-button topics. And uh, we welcome our listeners to call in on those numbers at any time. We'll talk sports. Playoffs, NHL playoffs, we're in the thick of the action. Some great series going on. Habs, Bruins, great game last night. Ducks and Kings, Raptors, it's yeah. game seven. It's game seven, 1 o'clock this afternoon. It's going to be extremely exciting, hopefully. Hopefully a great result. Jays in Toronto FC. Another mediocre, mediocre week. Um Babcock and the Leaf rumor story. We talked about it last Sunday. Uh, some people are talking about it. It's on our blog. It's on our website. Listeners, go and take a look. Racism in sports. Unfortunately, um, that's, uh, that's a hot-button topic. Uh, it's manifested itself in a couple of different directions this week, none of which that either one of us are, are uh, like to see. But we're certainly willing to talk about it. So if any of our listeners want to talk about yes, that, indeed. and we'd love to hear your opinions on it. So those are the hot-button topics in sports. So why don't we just dive into it? What about the Toronto Rock, uh, Walt? Toronto Rock. <sighs> yeah, we were there last night. And we do have Colin today from NAS, our special guest this afternoon. The owner be? of the Rock, Jamie Dowick. Jamie Dowick will be on the, on so the show this afternoon. We're really look not this afternoon, this morning. This morning. We're really looking, looking forward to that, and we'll have him on just <laughs> after the break at around the midpoint of the show, around, around 9.30. So we're looking forward to speaking to Jamie. Anyways, NHL playoffs. Our email of the week from Steve C. in Toronto. Criticizing us. Apparently, we talk too much about the Leafs, Naz, so he's criticized oh, really? us talking too much of the Leafs and wants to know why we don't <laughs> spend more than two seconds on the Habs. So, Steve C. from Toronto, this is for you. Habs Bruins, 1-1 in the series. Interesting couple of games. Um, quite frankly, the Habs, I think, stole one in the first game, or Carey Price stole it for them. 
and they look like they were on the way to a two nothing lead yesterday, and the ha- and the Bruins got they pulled a the maple leaf. The, the Habs got the leaf treatment. That's right. You know the the, the, the Montreal Canadiens. I've I've watched both games, and I don't see them even being. Much better than the Leafs, really. You look at that division. Boston is so much better than everybody else. Pittsburgh is a secondary team in that division, but everybody else in the East, they're not. They're very close. They're very, very close in in talent, and uh, I don't see very much difference between the Montreal Canadiens and the Leafs. Wally, I I, um, I don't disagree with you there, Naz. Other than. Um the Habs are in the playoffs, and the Leafs aren't in the playoffs, and um, that's that's a you know uh, results uh, sometimes mean mean more uh, mean everything. But um, don't count the Habs out yet. Um, they're going to have two games in Montreal where the crowd's been going to be going yep. wild. They've got a fantastic goalie right now playing at the top of his game, who can steal some games for you. Um, the difficulty. For teams like Habs, Leafs, Red Wings, matching up against the Bruins. I mean, watching Boston play yesterday in the third period, when they turn it on, they just come at you in a swarm. Lucic is almost unmanageable. Once he gets flying around in the offensive zone, he's he's like a wrecking ball out there. Nobody seems to be able to handle him. Yeah, they can't handle him. A lot of teams can't handle that guy. And they have Chera. They, they they stick him in front of the net. Six foot nine, six foot eight player, and you, Price can't see anything. Yeah. The, the, the the Canadians match up speed wise, but they don't match up in toughness. And I think Boston's going to end up wearing them down. They're, well, they already started, and isn't that the problem the Leafs face when when they're trying to play against certain teams? They just they're not tough enough in their own zone. They don't seem to handle physical teams all that well. And the Bruins, they're a load. They're they're just a, just a tough team to handle. They're the only team in the East that could handle any of the teams out west. You know, we 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 talked about this earlier in the week, and uh, we look at Detroit and Columbus moving over to the East. They wouldn't have stood a chance to make the playoffs in the West. The West is so much stronger than the East. It's it's like a secondary division other than Boston. Boston is a phenomenal team, and I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Well, I. I I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing Boston, L.A. Kings, and that would be that would be one hell of a final series. If there's one team that matches up with Boston, uh, L.A. Kings, and take a look. Take three key three key players on the Kings: Doughty, Kopitar, Quick, and Doughty. You know, watching them at the end of that San Jose series, watching them last night. When he brings his game to that level, he, he to me he's almost the best player in the world. Never mind the best defenseman in the world. The only the only thing coming out of the West is that the Kings have had a uh, long series with San Jose. They probably are going to have a long series with Anaheim, and Chicago seems to be gliding through. You know they've got Minnesota as their matchup. I can't see that going more than five games for the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks. Are Stanley Cup champions uh, twice in the last four years, and they have game breakers. You know, they they have Taze, they have Kane, they have Hosa, they have Sharp, they have, and they have uh, Keith on defense. 
they have a really good base of players, top-end players. Their top-end players are the best out of all of them, out of all the teams. Rangers-Pens. I see the Rangers in an upset there. Something's wrong with Crosby. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don Cherry they, pointed out he has a bad back, and I, I believe that too. It just, he doesn't he, look the same. He just doesn't look like the same player. Uh, Rangers, great victory the other night. Um, key in that series, um, Fleury doesn't match up with Lundqvist. Uh, that, that has to be the difference. Yeah, he didn't play too badly the other night, but he still lost 3-2 to the Rangers. And, yeah. uh, the Ra- I see the Rangers beating Pittsburgh also. Unless, unless Crosby uh, um, ups his game to a different level, uh, to the level that he's capable of, I, I, I don't see the... I don't see the don't see the Pens winning that series. No, neither do I. I like uh, the Rangers in that series. So I got. So we're going to have a Rangers Boston original six final. Yes. Boston. Semifinal. Semifinal. Yeah. Bo- you you calling the Rangers against the Bruins? Yeah. And you're calling the Hawks. And I'm the calling Kings? the Hawks and the Kings. And uh, let's hear it. Let's hear your prediction on Hawks that one. Hawks and Bruins in the final. Bruins win the Stanley Cup. So it's a reverse from a reverse from last year. Yes, sir. Interesting. Raptors. Yes. Big game this afternoon. 1 p.m. Yeah, huge game. Uh, Toronto didn't look very good on Friday night, and they looked disinterested Friday night. Other than DeRozan, uh, nobody else played well at all. So do you think this game is going to pan out? What's your predictions? Yeah. Wally, what do you think? I think the Raptors are going to win. They're going to win handily. Oh, no, 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 no. They're going to come up firing on all Uh, eight cylinders and... You know, emotion. I, I just the Raptors were flat Friday night. Totally, that's the bottom line. Yeah. And they're they weren't emotionally charged for the game. No defense. They'd come off uh, uh, game five, where uh, was uh, if there weren't more emotional up and downs in that game than I've seen in a long time. It was it was considered one of the most fascinating um, NBA games in a long, long time. Yeah. And they hadn't they hadn't recovered from that game. So, do you think they showed any poise in the comeback in the uh, fourth quarter? Did they look like a team that could win? Um, you know, it, it's that question about you know you're playing a very experienced Nets team. You have a reasonably young Raptors team, and uh, what wins out in a situation like this? I mean, does the experience play? You know, these outside shooters, the three points, you know, the three pointers. Uh, what, what, what can the what can the Raptors come back with? How can they win this? See, the Nets were physically dominant against the Raptors. Yeah. They seemed like they're pushing that uh, the Raptors around, and that's what's happening uh, in the series. I called the Nets to win the series last week. I do believe that the Raptors are going to pull this out somehow, somewhere today. That'd be fantastic. And the guy that's going to lead them is DeMar DeRozan. I'm really impressed with his uh, his um, taking the team on his shoulders. He's been in the media, and he's, you know, the Nets have come out and said, ah, we've, we're an experienced team, we're going to beat you. And the Rosens come back and say, we'll see, let, we'll let the game talk on Sunday. Yes. And I'm really impressed with this guy. He's a very, uh, very good uh, basketball player, and he deserved to be an All-Star. The Rosen, no question. To me, the key is Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's done some incredible things in this series. He's the heart and soul of the team. Uh, he's been fighting through injuries, been limping around. Um, essentially, in some games, has carried this team on his back. Just refuses, refuses to, uh, to to lie down. Refuses to to quit. He just he keeps going forward. 
Um, I think you nailed that. 36 points, I believe, in, in uh, was it game five? Yeah, game five. 36 wins, points. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing about Kyle Lowry, he's, he hasn't signed. No. Um, so it would, I, it would be a tough thing to take if after what he's done for this Raptor team this year that he doesn't come back. So hopefully, hopefully uh, we, we get him back next year. And hopefully, hopefully after we've, had, uh, we've won the series today and, uh, and, and take a bite out of the Miami Heat. So I see Lowry being the key part of a victory today. I see a reversal in performance by the Raptors. I think they're going to get picked up by the crowd. The crowd's going to energize them. Um, it's going to be a different game. They are going to respond to the physicality. Uh, Valanchunas is going to be a tough, tough guy underneath the basket. Absolutely. Um, I just see a, a different performance from the Raptors today. I think they're going to cut down on the turnovers. Um, they're, going to, they're going to control Johnson uh, a little bit better than they have. And I'm predicting a Raptor victory. What type of margin do you think is going to uh, it'll be a close, close one. Probably yeah. within three, four points. Yeah. I- interesting stat um, I came across. Um, we haven't had in Toronto a first-round playoff series victory in any of the major sports. Either the basketball team, the hockey team, or the baseball team has not won a playoff series since 2004. Never thought of that, but you're absolutely correct. Since 2004. Ten years. So this city, this city desperately need needs like this. This, this victory today. Can you imagine what the city is going to be like with uh, the guys like um, Bosch, James, and Wade coming into Toronto for the next series. Can you imagine the buzz around the ACC with those three guys around? Let's put it Especially Chris Bosch, yeah. the guy who left us. Wouldn't that be <laughs> phenomenal series? Yeah. Oh, I'd look forward to that. Ho- hopefully, it'll come to pass. Well, let's put it out to our listeners. Uh, give us a call at uh, area code 416 360 0740 or toll free 1 866 Let us know what you think. Give us a call. Guys? Jays, another Jays. mediocre oh, week. Oh my God, this Gibbons guy's got to go, Wally. I'm getting really—I uh, don't understand why they brought him back in the first place. The Jays have lost six games that they've blown. I think it was four or five blown saves, and the bullpen has blown like total of six games. And how how long do we let this go with a guy that can't manage this team, Wally? Well, Gibbons is no question um, questionable. Um, we, we've had this discussion in the past. I, I really don't understand why why he was brought back by Anthopoulos. Um, and if this if this performance from the Jays keeps going in this fashion, then come come July if we're if we're ten games below five hundred, which it seems that's the way we're headed. It, it's not only Gibbons that we have to question I, I at what point in time do we start talking about the future of Alex Anthopoulos with this team and I like I like don't get me wrong I like Alex Anthopoulos I do I think he's uh he's a very dedicated general manager um 
but his moves just don't seem to be panning out. Um, so it, we had expected so much more from this Jays team for the last two years, and maybe this, maybe this is what they are. Let's talk about that when we come back from commercial. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 7363636. There's an old saying. Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. A companion, a true companion, one that's there for you no matter what. That's what owning a pet brings to your life. And at Zoomer Radio, the new AM740, we want to help you find one. Visit our website as each week we profile a different pet of the week. Available for adoption at the Toronto Humane Society. Wonderful, loving companions who need homes. Maybe yours? To view this week's Pet of the Week, visit am740.ca. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Yeah, we're back. And uh, just a reminder again, give us a call, 416-360-0740 or toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We left off with the Jays. Let's, let's, let's just finish that discussion off and move on to uh, what I'd like to talk about. I'd like to hear you guys argue about Babcock. What do you think? Well, the Blue Jays have to do something, Wally. Neil, they, they, they really do. They, they can't let this season go by. I mean, July to get rid of them. I don't think that's uh, early. Get rid of who? Gibbons or Anthopoulos or do something. They've got to do something pretty quickly. And what do you suggest that they do other than, I mean, changing a manager? I don't disagree with that because sometimes that makes all the difference in the world. Is is the talent there for the Jays to win the AL East or to get a wild card? 
that, it, that, it I mean, is it, there. It is there because they're scoring like six, seven, eight runs. They're blowing four run leads. They're blowing three run leads. They're blowing five run leads. Okay, they, then let me let me so let me are, let me ask. They are the hitting. Qu- Fair enough. They are. Their starting pitching has improved. Has improved. They have enough there to challenge. They really do. They have some dynamic players from, on that team. From what from what I've seen from the Jays, um, where they're falling down is they're not getting enough innings out of their starters number one and it's creating it's creating some stress on their middle relievers and into and their closers can't seem can't seem to close the games um and i'm not convinced that the talent necessary in the pitching staff to carry them through from innings when they have those leads in the fifth and sixth innings that their staff can't get them to the ninth, or if they, getting, get the, if they get they them to the ninth, to the ninth if they get them to the ninth inning, then they can't close it out. Now, are the arms there? I, I mean, that's that's the real question. Are the arms good enough to take this team to a to where they can finish, let's say, 10 games above 500. I haven't seen anything in the last two years that convinces me to that effect. Their biggest injury has been Casey Jansen because he is a legitimate closer. He was like 94% last year or 95% on closing games. That, then we get back. Then, of course, then we get back. I'm sorry to interrupt. Finish your point, Ness. Yeah. This is backed up guys in the bullpen. But what I have to say is, on top of that, is that other teams have had closers go down, and they recover from it. They have somebody to replace them. That's the issue. And that comes back. It reminds me of a caller that we had last week who, who hit the nail on the head. Is the Jays' problem a lack of depth? That once you get past, you know, that your, your, your starting crew... Once you get past your certain number of arms, they have nothing left. And, I, and if you're going to play, hun- the, and if you bench, play a, a hundred and sixty-two game schedule, yeah, exactly, you better be utilizing your entire twenty-four man roster or whatever it is. And if you, if you don't have twenty-four major leaguers on your roster and you only have sixteen, then that's going to catch up with you. It, maybe that's the point. Is that is that where the maybe that's where the Jays break down? They still have enough talent to win. They they they're scoring seven runs, eight runs, six runs. They they score enough. They pitch enough to get through. They should be winning more. And what? Let's point out what does a good manager mean in baseball? Here's a question out there: What does a good manager mean in baseball? Have the Jays? As far as I can tell, I, I can't remember the last time that, in my opinion, the Jays had a really A level manager. I think a manager in baseball makes all the difference in the world. Can make the difference five, ten games a year, because baseball is a game where the where little tactical decisions during the game, if they're made properly, make all the difference in the world. A, man, a good manager can win you five, ten games minimum, minimum, and that could be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. That's very true. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, and if that's the case, they've got to make that move quick because he didn't do a very good job last year, and it's not a you know he's got Bautista playing great ball, and I've come, I've uh, criticized him a bit, but Bautista's playing fantastic, and Laurie also, you know. Let's just remind our callers again: uh, call in at four one six three six zero zero seven four zero or toll free 
1-866-740-4740. Do we want to move on to this Babcock situation? Because we have contacted some people up to Detroit Free Press. We uh, we started there. Uh, we st- because it started here. started here last a uh, couple of Sundays ago. Naz, you raised the issue. Exactly. Babcock, Toronto Maple Leafs. Is there a fit there? And we posted an article on our blog. I encourage our listeners to go check it out at nazandwally.ca. Is Babcock and and the Leafs a potential future? Well, they are talking about it in Detroit, as we know. Yeah, they're talking about it. My suggestion at the time was that the Toronto Maple Leafs are... They want to be a top-notch organization. Tim Lewicki saying, "We want the best. We want, we want the best players. We want the best management. We want the best coaches. We want the best of everything." And it's about time we become like the New York Yankees or the Boston Red Sox or the New England Patriots or the Pittsburgh Steelers, and be an organization that gets the best. That's what I was suggesting. Yeah. And Babcock has a year left on his contract plus a team option. Why not go after the best? Is Mike Babcock the best coach in the NHL? I think he is. Why not go after? Well, there's an interesting thing you also brought up, and I think it's I think it's poignant. The fact that you know the man has an illustrious career, okay, Stanley Cups, uh, you know, Olympic gold medals, and the crowning glory would certainly be to bring a Stanley Cup to Toronto. Um, after that, the guy can change oil, you know, and, and, and be satisfied with his career. Am I right? Um, I think it was you that brought that up, Walter, or you know, one of you guys did. Well, they, they, I mean, there's a certain level of conjecture on all of this. Uh, obviously, uh, Mike Babcock has not um, indicated any um, intention of leaving the Detroit Red Wings. Um, he was actually on Toronto radio on um, Friday. On Friday. Uh, talking about it, it's been the articles have been. There's been articles in the Detroit Free Press. There's yes. been articles in the National Post. Um, obviously, this is all in in the in the Rand, This comes up obviously in the Randy Carlyle discussions because uh, we don't know yet what the future, the status of Randy Carlyle is in Toronto either. So uh, we believe that. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to make a decision on that fairly shortly. MLSC is probably waiting for the Raptors to get through this series with the Nets because they don't want to take away attention from their prize trophy uh, uh, franchise right now that's having a gr- very good point. Uh, it's very positive light, so they don't want to create any negative light. Um, so Babcock, is he interested in coming to Toronto? He'd probably get paid more in Toronto than he's getting paid in Detroit. I mean, the one thing is we have a salary cap for players, but we don't have a salary cap for management yes. or for coaches. Yeah. Um, so MLLC is flush with cash. The Toronto Maple Leafs make a ton of, ton of dough. So not why not hire the best possible people you can hire as your coach or as your management? And to me, Mike Babcock's at the top. Do you think he'd be comfortable He's, he's the here? best coach of his generation. Yeah. Well, I have no idea whether he wants to no, come he, to Toronto or not. Yeah, but but if the man wants a challenge. Yeah. If he wants to cement his name in hockey history, <laughs> exactly that. If if that's appealing exactly to him that. at all, yeah. which I have no idea, if if I had an opportunity to interview him and ask him a question, yeah. I would ask him that. Um, uh, that that was the point that you did bring you, up. You take if if somehow you take the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah, to a Stanley Cup final. Forget about winning the Stanley Cup. You mm-hmm. take them deep into the playoffs, and you know you can walk on water in Toronto. Yeah, I, right. I have no Absolutely. idea whether that's appealing to Mike Babcock. 
Babcock, but he's achieved everything else a coach can possibly achieve. Stanley Cup, uh, Stanley Cup championship, uh, tremendous run with the Detroit Red Wings, two two Olympic golds. Yes, right. You take the Toronto Maple Leafs to to another level, man. You you're, you've cemented your your place in hockey history in, in this so. area, anyways. Yeah, mind you, in Toronto we tend to think that we're the center of the hockey universe. The Aren't rest, we though? Aren't well, we? the rest of the world doesn't necessarily think that. We I mean, as as Torontonians, we think that, but I mean, we're starved here. Yes. Um, so you, we like to think that we're uh, that we're above I, and I beyond it, other other hockey places. I mean, Toronto, uh, Detroit calls themselves Hockey Town, but I, I just you know, I mean, let, let, let's call a spade a spade. Other than Montreal, uh, perhaps you can make an argument for Vancouver, but Vancouver doesn't have the history that the Toronto Maple Leafs do. Um, we we are Hockey Town. We are. We're we're we're. we're if we're not the center of the hockey universe, we're pretty close to it. You'd figure it would be an appeal. There's two teams in the center of the hockey universe, and that's the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. Detroit Red Wings in, in the early 80s were barely getting 5,000 people at a game. The Leafs were terrible then, as they sometimes are now, and they were filling the joint well, out. One of the differences, and I've you know been in Detroit quite a bit over the last five or six years, uh, spent some time with my daughter at University in Windsor, was constantly across the border. Uh, one thing I notice about uh, hockey's big in Detroit and hockey's big in certain American markets, but it's big for the local team. You, you go into a, a, clo- a sporting goods store in Detroit, you got Iserman jerseys, you got Lidstrom jerseys, you got Detroit Red Wing jerseys, but you will not find a jersey from any other hockey team. Yeah. And that's the difference. In it Toronto, true. it's hockey. I mean we're leaf we're leaf crazy, but we we will watch other hockey. Uh, in the States I find that they huge supporters of their local team really don't care much about hockey teams in other markets. No, true enough. Absolutely true. Um, going back to Babcock again, does he want uh, – the, the other thing I think a coach likes to consider, you've had a good run in – and this was – you've had a good run in a city. And then you're looking at your team. And to me, Detroit seems like a team that's not on the up, but maybe a team on the down. And maybe, you know, perhaps Babcock looks at something like this and says, you know, maybe now might be the time to move on especially if somebody's willing to pay him more money. So we'll certainly keep an eye on that story. We'll keep an eye on what the Leafs... I, I, think, the, I think the Randy Carlisle rumors are going to start heating up, I would think. Um, I, th- I hear it's as early as Tuesday. As early as Tuesday. That he's going to be gone. I mean, we had looked at... Uh, we, you know, Naz and I, you and I had talked about Todd McClellan this week, and I thought he would have been a perfect fit for the, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, there, I mean, it goes back to Shanahan. Right, Shanahan. Now, in terms of the moves that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to make, in terms of the moves that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to make, they now revolve around Shanahan. And we know that there was a connection between Shanahan and Babcock, the Detroit connection. I just found, I just was reminded this week, there's a connection between Shanahan and Todd McClellan as well. In in that uh, McClellan was an assistant coach in Detroit when when Babcock was there. Um, uh, when Shanahan was there, sorry, uh, but it seems like the latest rumors they want to keep McClellan in San Jose. Yeah, that's what it, I hear too. Let's talk about that when we get back from break.
it was a rainy day when Peterborough asked, how much loyalty is there in the world anymore? Well, about 14 inches, we figure. Introducing Pizzaville's new loyalty programme. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. It took 25 light years for the stars to illuminate the prairies. It took millions of years to forge the Rockies. And it took thousands of years for the forests to pierce the glaciers and for valleys to replace lakes. Nature took its time. Take your time discovering Canada aboard the Canadian. Beauty takes no shortcuts. Details at viarail.ca. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7, striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. We're back, and we have a caller. Mike, uh, you have a question for Naz and Wally? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, I, I'm just wondering, you know, like we've just gotten through the Anaheim Ducks management group that the Toronto Maple Leafs have hired, you know, with Burke, and, <laughs> and now I guess we're on to the Red Wings with Shanahan. <laughs> and my problem is, is that what if this one just so happens to work out and Toronto does build a team and Toronto does actually win a Stanley Cup. I, I remember what happened to the Blue Jays after they won the World Series. Toronto got a really bad case of fan disinterest as the team got broken up. And I remember sitting through all those really lean Argo years before the early 70s when the Argos finally did win. You know, if you've been to an Argo game lately, it's a pretty lonely place. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking that. You know, you've got a fan base for the Maple Leafs that have been waiting since 67, and there were streetcars going down Bay Street, that once they do win, is going to say, you know, how much do you figure season's tickets to the Maple Leafs or a pair of 
costs per year. Exactly. Renew. Exactly. And these people these and think, you know, I may have better things to do with my money than to renew these things because now that they've won, I've been there, seen it, and done it. Yeah. Let me respond to that, Mike. Uh, I'll respond this way. Uh, let's make it happen. <laughs> let's have a hangover. Uh, no problem with that. And I can assure you, I can assure you, uh, knowing the passion of Toronto Maple Leaf fans, what's what's our saying? The passion that unites us all, or as my son tells me all the time, the frustration that unites us all. <laughs> uh, but I can assure you, we the Toronto Maple Leaf fans will never, ever, ever get tired of winning. And I'll tell you one more thing. If the Leafs win a Stanley Cup on a Sunday or during the week, the next day in the city of Toronto will be a holiday because there will be nobody at work. Yes, that was an awesome I'd love to talk about that again, but we've got a very important caller on the line that we've got to get to. Yeah, thanks for that call, Mike. That was great. Jamie? Yeah, how are you doing? Hey, hey Jamie, how are you? Man, Jamie. I'm good, guys. Well, yeah, yeah. I've been better. How are you doing? Yeah, good, I'm good. Good. Anyways, for our listeners, Neil, if you want to introduce Jamie. Well, let Naz introduce Jamie. Naz, Jamie. Dude. Okay, Naz, we, go we ahead. We all know Jamie. We were at the Rock game last night. Jamie Dawick is the owner of the Toronto Rock, and we were at the game last night. Uh, we thoroughly That's enjoyed the yeah. uh, awesome the game, and uh, it didn't go our way, though, Jamie. That was uh, what did you think of the game last night? Well, I mean, yeah, you're bang on. I mean, uh, you know, in, in the NLL, and, and we changed our playoff format this year, but uh, you know, the first round is still a one and done format, and. You know, unfortunately, if you don't bring your best effort or play your best game, you know, what can happen happened to us last night. So, um, you know, we're, 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 you know, being a Rock fan, obviously not pleased with it. Um, you know, it was a decent lacrosse game, I guess, yeah. in general for the, for, for the casual fan. But, you know, we're, we're, we're bitterly disappointed. Our season ended and, uh, you know, to a team that we feel like we're better than and, yeah, you know, as much as adversity as we went through this year, you know, we lost our, our, you know, arguably our best player and our MVP, you know, five weeks ago, and it's been a tough year. So, like, how do you pre- how do you prepare for a game like that? I mean, you know, it, it is it is it is it is like sudden death. For, you know, the minute you put your guys out on the floor, yeah. and you know, you know, you, you, what do you tell your top men? How do you tell your crease players to come in and you know do their job? Uh, well, you, you know, the outside kind of shooting, and it was just... Sorry, sorry. No, no, go ahead. You just kind of hope they, you know, that, that we, we've got a pretty veteran locker room and guys that have won and been through this before, and, yeah. you know, you try and make it as much routine as possible, but, you know, it, it the reality is it is a one-and-done um, regardless, and, and um, you know, I, 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 I felt going into the game, that we were a better team, and if we played, you know, the way we should play, that we would come out on top. Having said that, you know, there was I, I was nervous just because you know it's sure. one and done. You don't get a second chance, you know. And uh, you know, if I got, you know, me being nervous, you got to wonder. You know, I'm sure the players were and stuff, but you know, they're professionals and 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 they've been through that. So yeah, uh, it's just... I don't think that was. You know, I don't think that was the factor. You know, unfortunately, we looked more like the five and nine team we were this year yeah. than than the you know team that won the last, finished the season on a four game winning streak. And, yeah, because you guys uh, were you know pretty evenly matched going into this. I mean, there was just some some upsets. I mean, Buffalo had a little tough road to hoe uh, near the end of the season, but by and large, 
Um, you guys were relatively, you know, evenly matched. It yep. just seemed like the Rock had a difficult time penetrating down the middle and getting the ball down low uh, yep. and taking it to them. There was a lot of outside shooting and a lot of risky shooting, and uh, you know, um, their goaltending was was gigantic last night. They yep. it was really it was yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and you know, there's a few things that we keyed in on that we couldn't allow them to do. You know, they did. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 hugely disappointing and frustrating, and uh, you know, but that's that's the world of sports, unfortunately. And uh, you know, if it was easy, then we'd all just you know do it every year. And so, I guess that's what makes when you do win that much more exactly. enjoyable. Yeah. You know? ja- Jamie, uh, oh, uh, Wally here. Um, Hey, Wally. Well, thanks. Uh, it was a great time last night. Uh, lacrosse was uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Great crowd. I must admit, it's been a long time since I had been to a lacrosse game and uh, had some fun last night. Hope to hope to enjoy a lot more of it. Uh, good, good. My, my recollection of lacrosse is the Oshawa Green Gales and Gaylord Palace, but I may be showing my age. <laughs> a little while ago. A little while ago. <laughs> but uh, you, I was. Thoroughly impressed by how into it the, the crowd is, and it was it was a good crowd, and uh, you've got a nice little market there for lacrosse, and it's a thoroughly enjoyable game. Just to give our listeners an idea, um, and then, uh, what uh, some of who may not be exposed to lacrosse all that much, what what would it cost for a typical family to go to a to a rock game? What's your I price mean, point? You can get, uh, you know, we actually have. Uh on the cheapest side, we have a season's pass in the upper bowl this uh, next year that is $109 for the season um, for for 10 games. That's I mean, awesome. So you're looking, and on an individual game basis, you're looking, you know, as low as $15 a seat um, in the stadium. And, you know, it's funny you say that about our crowd. Unfortunately, last night was probably actually our smallest crowd of the year. We, you know, we averaged close to ten thousand, and last night it was around eight, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a tough sell. We didn't know we were getting in until, you know, obviously late Saturday night. We didn't know we were hosting the game, so you can't sell it in advance. And yeah, you know, there's just so much going on, especially in the lacrosse world with kids minor and field. And you know, our our fans are great, and they make a ton of noise. You know. Um, Usually, they've been great all year. I, you know, we'd love to we'd love to get some more support because, you know, I listen to you and you say I've been to a lacrosse game in, in a long time and you really enjoyed yourself. Like, uh, that, I believe that would apply to anyone, like anyone that hasn't been or whatever. You know, and I'm a little surprised we don't get more people out. I know, I know, everyone's going Raptors crazy and this and that right now, but you know, when I hear about. Uh, Someone told me yesterday that some people are paying 400 bucks a ticket for purple to yeah. go see the Raptors today. 16,000 um, courtside for a ticket, I heard. Last yeah, night. like, I mean, for, for 20 bucks, you can come see our game. And I think entertainment wise, you know, it, no, it's it, true. It, it was great entertainment. Anything. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I mean, uh, you know, disappointing. I was disappointed with the number of people in there last night having said that the atmosphere was great and they make a ton of noise and they were they were a lot of we, fun. J- uh, J- Jamie, we were, we were saying between us last night, your, your, your 8,000 people there last night make twice the noise that 19,000 people make watching a Toronto <laughs> exactly. Maple Leaf game. Well, exactly. I, I mean, I'm not you far, know, I'll tell you, I'm not far from the well, truth yes. when I say that. Yeah. yeah, when things aren't going well for them, I, yeah, listen, they're great. our fans are awesome. I mean, they are that. You know, and, and you know, some of these other buildings get 
you know, a lot more fans, and and you know that's the only reason why it might be louder. But uh, you know, our eight thousand last night are you know those are our eight thousand strong loyal fans, and and uh, you know we love them. Hey, just got a question for you too, Jamie. Jamie uh, one thing I looked at, and uh, the best players in lacrosse are playing in your league, correct? Yes. Yeah, these are the best, you know, in my opinion, the best lacrosse players in the world. Definitely the best, obviously, boxed lacrosse players in yeah. the world. And, uh, you know, with a nine-team league, uh, you know, it, it's, I mean, Edmonton and Rochester have been the class of the league this year. But, you know, on any given day, any, any you know, I know it's the old saying or whatever, any team can win. But it, it, it's it's so true in our league. I mean, you have nine good teams. Um, you know, it's just how, how it plays out. So, can I, can I ask you a quick question, Jamie? Do you yeah, ever yeah, scout south of the border, like go to Syracuse, look at a field player down there out of the U.S.? I mean, they're not box savvy, not uh, really. But I they, mean, you know, they have we, excellent we offhand shooting and stuff like that. You know, we did bring a kid in this year, actually, um, an American from Denver. Yeah, um, played at the University of Denver, and you know, a very prolific field player that had some interest in playing box. Um, so we did bring him in and had a look at him and, yeah. you know, I mean, unfortunately it didn't play out that he got an opportunity early and then, you know, and then he went on his way cause the field started and whatever. But I mean, the reality is a lot of the, a lot of these, uh, um, uh, kids that, you know, Sarah, like the kids that are leading Syracuse right now, yeah. I mean, Randy Stotts is a six nations kid. That That's right. For, you know, the arrows and and all this so we, we we see all these kids up here and we watch them yeah um, no exactly i mean because you know we, we'd love to what we want to do jamie is we want to make see if we can get you back on the show a couple more times and yeah, uh, perhaps you know it'd be great if we could get you perhaps maybe if you can provide us with some some tickets for some of our listeners and uh you know and do something like that and and and, and go from there uh, yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, we don't play now for a while. But, <laughs> no, no, uh, I understand that. I'm know, just talking I, about I, next I, season. I appreciate you guys having yeah. me on and, and talking about the Rock because, you know, that really only goes to help us get more, make more people aware about it. So, well, thanks uh, for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, thanks Jamie. Thanks, thanks, Jamie. thanks for the tickets last night. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Love to have you back. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. There you go. So what do you think? Are we on commercial? Yeah, no, no, not commercial yet. We're going to go to commercial now. Let's do that. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. Wow! I've never seen a herd of wild horses before. This is amazing! Adventure Canada offers the experience of a lifetime. This June, explore Sable Island, Nova Scotia on an expedition cruise to Canada's newest national park. See the world's largest colony of gray seals. View rare and beautiful bird and plant species up close. And the legendary island's most famous residents, the Sable Island horses. Book now. Call Adventure Canada toll-free at 1-800-363-7566 for specials. There's an old saying... 
Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. Are they ever wrong about sports? I can answer that in two words. Impossible. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Hey, we're back, and we'll do a quick wrap-up. Uh, the show's almost uh, almost completed, and uh, let's go to some predictions. Let's talk about... No, we got Sean coming on, of course. Yeah, I mean we have Sean Clements. He'll be uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be talking to him shortly. Uh, golf wisdom, but we just want to do a quick wrap up before we go to him. And uh, prediction this week. Predictions. Bruins are going to beat the Habs in six. I got the Rangers over the Pens in six. I've got the Kings over Anaheim in five, and the Hawks are going to take out the Wild in five. How about a prediction in the NBA and the L.A. Clippers will win the NBA championship? And who will they present the trophy to? Interesting one. But we've got Sean Clement in our Golf and Wisdom segment. Mr. Sean Clement. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Sean. How are you today? Awesome. Um, want to get this uh, going on our on – our, uh, came up with an interesting uh, uh, thought that perhaps you can address – um, why are hockey players usually pretty good golfers? That's a question that was addressed that I'd like to pass on to you. Sure. Um, just, uh, you know, hockey is just an amazing avenue for the development of a- athleticism. Um, you look at, uh, you know, what a hockey player does with a hockey stick, and the first thing I want you to, you know, pay attention to, and hockey players take this for granted, but there's a curve on that stick, right? And there's a limit to how much you can curve the stick, obviously, to keep the athleticism and, and uh, you know, that, the, the, the integrity of the game. But if you're doing, let's say, a wrist shot, the hockey player is focused on where he wants to deliver the puck. So he's thinking five hole or he's thinking upper left corner, but he's got a target. And he, he's able to zero in on that target very quickly. And then he collects the puck from the ice and releases the puck into that picture. And that's got... A very particular, let's say, if I, if uh, for you hockey players out there, upper left corner, right-handed hockey player, wrist shot from the point, 
um, you, you know what feel you're looking for. I, I can even add to, you know, how slick is the ice? Is it freshly resurfaced ice, or are we in the last five minutes of the third period? So you know what that's going to feel like. And in golf, a lot of uh, golfers don't understand, and mainstream instruction has missed this point. Everybody's trying to keep the club face square at address. Well, a square club face at address is like playing with a hockey stick that's got no curve on it. When you're trying to collect the ball and deliver it to a target, dynamically a square face at address is open off the face of the planet. And you'll always tend to slice it out to the right. That's why I spend my days correcting slices for my new students. And, and we're able to do that within 15 minutes of the first lesson. Nice. So as soon as they understand how to use the tool, and you know you have to have that club face a little more closed, and you, if you watch the guys on the tour, they have a very strong grip. So the grip-club face relationship in golf is extremely important. So if you just go to my YouTube videos and just dial in grip Sean Clement, i got about four videos on the grip there that will really explain this, this really important aspect of delivering a golf ball to a target, because if the club face is too open, you're always going to deliver at the ball, which is going to cause wreak havoc with your contact and your direction and your distance. You're losing automatically 30 yards on your shots when you're delivering at a ball versus at a target. Sean, you just addressed the, the probably the biggest problem that most uh, most golfers have, which is slicing the ball. I just want to remind listeners: uh, check out Sean Clement www.wisdomingolf.com. Check out that site. There's some great material on there, some great people who post, uh, a fantastic exchange of ideas amongst golfers, and also Sean Clement on YouTube. Go check out those YouTube videos. 20 million hits, 40,000 subscribers. John, you, uh, sorry, Sean, you just talked about the slice and, 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 and the hockey stick. Uh, any particular YouTube videos? He's already discussed that. He's already laid that out there. Okay. So yeah, in the grip and the set, you know. And uh, just like another reminder to our uh, listeners about the um, how we support the foundation fighting blindness, Walter. And again, you want to bring that to a head. Uh, visiting www.ffb.ca. It's close to you. It's close to our client. Um, anything additional you want to put on that before we go? No, it's a great organization. Yeah. Uh, check it out. And um, it looks like our hour is coming to an end. We it didn't is. get a chance to talk about uh, Donald Sterling and Subban and Daniel Alves, so we'll certainly Let's keep start that. Off the next show We're going to start off. We certainly want to discuss that, and we certainly want to discuss that next week. Naz, what else are you looking forward to this week? Well, I'm looking forward to some really good hockey, of course, and I'm looking forward to the Raptors playing the Miami Heat in round two. Let's bring on Chris Bosch here, boys. <laughs> that should be fascinating. Look Today, at... 1 o'clock, don't you dare miss it. <laughs> and in the golf world, next Sunday is the players from, from, uh, from Sawgrass, the 17th, uh, the Island Green. So that's always a fascinating tournament. Uh, all the big guns will be out for that one. Um, and it's considered the fifth major. So the golf, uh, all the golf writers and all the golf hoopla will be out. Looking forward to seeing some of those young guys again, Jordan Spieth, McElroy, and some of those guys, and would love to see one of the young guys win that tournament. They've, they've got some great game and should be fascinating. Yep, perfect. End of the show. Uh, invited our listeners back next week, same time, Sunday, right here on Zoomer, AM 740. 
9 a.m., 10 a.m. for the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Visit our website. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.